Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode 308 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by Moody. It says Moody in the notes, and it's actually Moody. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Moi? You, you are. You are. I'm here. You are here. I am here. Yes, I am. How's it going? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm back. It's Monday. You know what that means. I miss hearing that. Every time I think to myself, I'm going to say it in honor of you, but then I forget every time. Well, maybe you should write it down in the show notes. As you just saw, sometimes I don't even read what's in the show notes. That's true. That's what I'm <laughs> But then you start it again, and then boom! do start it again it's true very conscientious like that how is you amy i'm all right thank you very good i've got a couple weeks off so i'm going to i'm going to dedicate some time now that all of the showcases are over and i'm not streaming every day i'm going to dedicate some time to actually solving the lighting (laughs) bye bye and lighting well, I've got the light that that we found on Amazon, but as you saw the first time I tried to use it, it's incredibly powerful. Um, so I need to figure out where, where I'm going to put it. Like, it's on right now. It's, it's not even pointing at me. If I pointed at me, I'd look like a ghost. Incredibly powerful for a, a very cheap thing. I know, right? <laughs> it wasn't that expensive when I found it. I know. You were like, oh, the, the Logitech, and I couldn't afford the Logitech. So you were like, well, what about this one? And I was like, that looks great. Let's get that. And then I got that, and it was like... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Turn it down. This is its lowest. <laughs> you get a Nazi at the end of uh, Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah. just melting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't look much. at the light. <laughs> it's too late. I already looked at the light. <laughs> See, normally I feel like I'd be like, "How's it going? Like, how's your week been?" But I've seen you like every day. Since uh, pretty since much, Thursday. yeah, 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 yeah. I've took time off just to be here for for what we're going to be talking about and yeah. everything like that. But I go back to work. We had so, all these gaming showcases and directs and spotlights and whatever else they want to call them. And the most fun we've had in the last four days is playing the quarry together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is, yeah, there's no doubt about it. That's probably been the best fun. The, the no thing we didn't it. plan in advance, the thing it was literally where you just went, you just went, I've got the quarry and let's play it together. And I was like, how? And then you told me and then I was like, okay, let's do that. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I love how the sun's just come out behind my curtains and now like everything is like visible on my left hand side all of a sudden. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like, it's a great way to play the quarry. Like, for anyone who hasn't caught our Twitch streams of, of us playing the quarry, Moody is playing and streaming, and I am on Discord watching the playthrough. Um, and there goes the sun; it's going away again. Um, and literally, like he'll be like, "Oh, like you need to," you'll you'll shout the options at me, and I've got to, in a panic, just tell him what to do. <laughs> well, that's only on the quick ones. While watching on a delay. But thing because yeah. you just you say them you say the two options and I don't know which ones are timed and which ones aren't so I always panic I'm like oh I don't know well, you should have realized I, if I was panicking I would be like 
Left or right? <laughs> Confidence or smart ass? <laughs> smart ass. <laughs> Obviously, you've met me. <laughs> I want all I the characters to be you. like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be a depressing game. <laughs> Funny, but depressing. <laughs> That would be an interesting game. I was thought about that. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting game indeed. That would be an interesting game. I have nothing to report in terms of like watching stuff or like anything like that. Like I've watched Star Trek. <clears throat> I've talked about Star Trek on this podcast for like the last two or three weeks, and that's what I've been doing. I've been watching Star Trek. I watched Tom Cruise fly some planes. I thought you were going to say Star Trek, though. <laughs> uh, I have watched uh, Tom Cruise fly some planes. I have watched cool. Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Oh, that was the missus. Good. It is very good. Excellent. I'm glad it is a it. very, very good movie. That ba- that man doesn't age 59. He's 60 soon. Doesn't look 60. <laughs> doesn't look 50. <laughs> then you go Jeff for the colony. Then you go, how old is she? She ain't no. No, she does not look that age. She looks at least <laughs> 10 years younger than her actual age. That's... And you just, it's just wrong in so many ways. <laughs> and then you see Miles Teller and just go, that mustache is working for me. And then, and then, then there's the, the ball scene. That sounded wrong, but there's the ball scene. It's like a hot, like the old other Top Gun. And you just go, oh, mother of God, you got in the shape, baby. You're looking good. That that just G forces whack some um taking six all pack this on out you. of context just <laughs> so you're uh, are aware. <laughs> Balls, no, G forces, workout. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good film. Very cool. more emotional story than I thought it was gonna be, especially when you think Top Gun the first time. <laughs> It's just sure. a smart ass Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> this is not a smart ass Tom Cruise movie. If you say so. Oh, but yes, it's a very, very good movie. I That's think you good. Like I'm it. glad. I, you say that about Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you would like it. I'd no? love to say that. Yeah, no. No. Uh, to be you fair. You are very particular. The, I know, I, there's only one thing I know right now that I know, guarantee I know you will not like. And that's the final season of The Expanse. <laughs> okay, great. Looking forward to that. Maybe I'll just push that a little bit further down my re- my watch list. <clears throat> I think you will say the things you were already saying about it. I'm saying... <laughs> I don't remember what I've said about it. I don't... I'm not going to say a thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, crap. He's using my own words against me. And, I, and my memory's so bad that I forgot my words. No. I don't know what I said. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. Um, yeah, cool. Watch, watch Stranger Things season four. Fantastic season so far. I'm loving that. The boys is batshit crazy. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it's wrong in so, so many ways, but it's awesome. Um... Haven't finished the first episode of Star Trek New Strange New Worlds yet. <laughs> the missus wants to watch it. And we gotta watch other things. Obi-Wan, enjoying Obi-Wan. You chose Star Obi-Wan. Wars over Star Trek. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> How could you? Remember that thing we said on the on the stream on the stream before about liking different things and that being fine. I've changed my mind. Out. <laughs> 
<laughs> we were playing with Star Trek toys while, while Call of Duty was happening on Twitch.tv slash Words About Games. Well, watching the Summer Game Fest. I That's you shit, Bailey. That's how boring your oh, show was. We'll that we get had to entertain ourselves. We'll get to that. <laughs> we will. But no, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't want to entertain ourselves and everybody I, t- else. I tweeted out a couple of days ago. Um, there's some banging shows right now, and even if you don't like all of them, that's fantastic. It's, that's no wrong, no wrong answer to that. But like, this is just some top tier shows out there, and I'm really that's enjoying true. just like going out and just banging them out with the misses. And it's just like great. It's just great to sit down and chill. <laughs> are you thinking that's the words you want to use? Really, those you are the words <laughs> you, you use. The words that you want to use. That's <clears throat> you chose the words. It's fine. Yeah, I chose those words. And I will keep those words. (laughs) Yeah, like, I haven't watched anything new, because I talked to Tori, I was talking to Tori last week, I watched How I Met Your Father. (laughs) Not working for you? Not great, no. (laughs) I heard, I I, I have not touched it, because I'm still a bit sore on the final season of How I Met Your Mother in general, and I had no interest in How I Met Your Father, personally. Um, But, um... I've heard it like starts not the greatest <laughs> at all, but apparently it is slow to get better, and it's like been renewed. I think for yeah, season, I'll give so. it the second. I'll give the second season a try just because um, I'll have nothing better to do. But um, the 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 last couple episodes were better, but yeah, it's fucking rough, you man. Like I said last week, it's like a it's like watching a remix of How I Met Your Mother, like a weird. Like, yeah, like a weird remix. I can't use a better word than that. Um, and Severance on Apple TV, which was amazing. I love that. But now I've got to wait for the next season. Prehistoric next, Planet. Yeah. Badass. David Attenborough cannot do any wrong. He really can't. He's amazing <laughs> when it comes to his documentaries he does. He just makes them so realistic. And I'm so glad that Prehistoric Dinosaurs went completely woke. Because I'd rather Yeah, what the hell was that all about? You mentioned that when we were streaming before an arc happened and you were like, people have all the all the right wing people have said that the dinosaurs are walk and I was like, because they got feathers. Like what the what the hell is walk about feathers? Because they've made them look like what they actually meant to look like. I'll tell you man, these fucking right wing people and tabloids and news people like they're so fucking fragile about everything. It's just like But I'll just want to finish what I was gonna say. I'd rather go walk than be a bigot. Imagine. Quite and simple. I'd rather be woke than a bigot. And uh, complain over the corniest, stupidest of things. While we are going to complain and over I the mean, stupidest of things of video We're going to complain now. about some <laughs> stuff tonight. That doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. That's true. <laughs> no, no but no, yeah. um, oh, all is good. All is good in the world of Moody. All is good in the world of Moody. That's fantastic. All is good in the world of Amy, too. Equilibrium. I still like this time of year, even though like this is like so like everyone keeps you know how E three is not a thing like it's not a thing now, and now it's just it's Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, which we'll get to, and like some some other random unaffiliated <clears throat> shows that happen to occur at the same time. It's like without it being E three and without like loads of people being here, it's kind of lost a bit of its sort of like excitement. But I still had a good time with it the last four days. The excitement of that, it's 
not E3 has completely gone. There's no doubt about that, yeah. The Jeff Keighley thing hasn't really blown up properly yet. I'm sure next week when he reveals numbers, it's got... So I'm sure a lot of people watched it. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. But there's still, like, when everyone says this time, everyone still says E3. Everyone's yeah, everyone still says E3. And yeah. the people that aren't are saying, not E3. Like, yeah. yeah. I still call it E3. And I'll still call it E3 next year. If even yeah. even if you know when the ESA cancels, if E3. they turn up or not, <laughs> it's still E3. We don't know. Yeah, like even when Xbox weren't technically there when E3 was still around, they still said E3. Yeah, they EA Play still happened. Part of E3, and E3. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> and yeah, now it's just it's just not as exciting. Man. I think part of it is because at E3, like proper E3, like after all of these conferences and showcases and stuff were done. Like, I, I then had three days of, like, you know, you got, like, IGN and Twitch and GameSpot and stuff, and they'd have, like, 20-minute slots where they'd interview developers of all these cool different games, and I had three days of that, and that's not happening this year. So I think that's yeah. part of it for me is just, like, oh, it's like the... It's like watching the trailer, but then not going to go and see the film. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, oh, Pretty okay. Much, I'm yeah. just extrapolating the plot of it from the trailer. Yeah. And it's a J.J. Abrams trailer, so the, the trailer's lying to you. <laughs> oh, definitely lying to you if it's a J.J. Abrams trailer. He's not Khan. He's not Khan. I tell you now, he's not Khan. He's one of our top agents, John Harrison. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of ours. Commander John Harrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I don't believe you anymore. No one believed you. Not a single person believed you. But either way, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I think next year is gonna be very interesting. Like to like obviously uh, I put into that put into Discord like E three is saying we'll be back next year. Like I, I sarcastically put out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, if you say so. You, say, <laughs> yeah, you said that last year. We'll be back this year, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, we're coming back next year. Oh, we've cancelled it because of COVID. No, you haven't. Like as much as I know. Uh, you know, because I'm because I'm clever and I read things that the pandemic is not over, and we maybe shouldn't be holding large scale events. Everybody else is still holding large scale events, so it's not because of the pandemic that you've cancelled. Yeah, exactly. So the ESA. No one wanted to be there. It's the ESA <laughs> needs to sort its shit out, man. Like we said this for three years now. We have, yeah, we have. Um, but we'll see what happens, whether E3 ever comes back or not. It's still going to be called E3, so it's still going to live on in spirit as E3. <laughs> because that's what everybody fucking calls it anyway. Um, but anyway, speaking of E3, let's. this is the entire podcast is probably going to be dedicated to talking about all the things we've just saw at E3. Um, and what podcast is that You, I hear you say? Well... I'll tell you, this is the Words About Games podcast, which you get every Monday. You can get a video version of the show on youtube.com slash wordsaboutgamesuk or an audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Do you remember I used to make that joke about whether we were on Google Podcasts or not? Nobody uses it, Google Podcasts, so nobody cares. So when I cancel my Spotify, <laughs> I now use Google Podcasts. So all that shit, I was talking about it. I was not talking to myself. I was talking to a future Amy. <laughs> Just a fun little tidbit. There's timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get your podcast so you can see what we've been chatting about, skip around, or watch the entire podcast backwards if you like. We don't mind. 
we're just happy that you're here. If you'd like to support the show or our content directly, you could buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash wordsaboutgames. Lastly, if you want to hang out with us while we play some games, head over to <coughs> twitch.tv slash wordsaboutgames. <coughs> and if you want to hear us talk about and review some video games, we publish reviews on our YouTube channel. Should I have a couple more coming out this week? Should be good. Yeah. Yeah. But I was talking, I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, like, live or if i said it afterwards when i was just talking to tori about life in general because we hung out for about another hour after we finished recording <clears throat> where i was like i've i've reached a point now where i've where i only like work on videos and stuff like one day a week <laughs> and it's actually it's actually turning out to be like more productive um so like i'm doing to for the, that day of the week for me this this coming week is tomorrow it's monday i'm doing it tomorrow and then like the rest of the week i'm not going to be working on anything so i'm like i'm there with two games and i might be there with a third one depending on what i do tonight so we'll see coolio coolio indeed i'll tell you what though one of the games (laughs) was not great i was i was so disappointed Oh man, um, news part one. That's what it says. I can't I keep. I had to keep the structure. I had to keep the structure of the document intact, but like we're not doing most of it. But it was like, well, if I delete it all, I'm gonna forget where it all goes. And it's like I just leave it. <clears throat> and also, like I did voice training on Thursday instead of last week instead of on Monday, and I've literally streamed every day this week. So, like, my fucking throat is taking an absolute hammer this weekend. <laughs> so, this should be interesting. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna do. Here's how it's gonna work. I've I've written some stuff down. I might just read it. So, big thanks in advance to to Ryan Brown, who is at Toad's Anime on Twitter, fanbite and games radar for in-depth recaps. Not just, here's the top things from the X Games thing. No, here's everything. Because, you know, my top things might not be your top things, other games, media outlets. Um, So, our not E3 extravaganza. See, I even put not E3 in the, in the notes. Uh, isn't going to include the PC gaming show, which is happening right now as we're recording this. So we'll recap that next week. Uh, if anything comes up along with things like the Gorilla Collective 3.5, the Capcom Showcase, the Final Fantasy VII Anniversary Stream, or anything else that might pop up during the week, Nintendo. Um, note for Moody. I, nope, don't you read that. <laughs> um, that's not a placeholder anymore either. So I've put all everything in the in the document i've literally apart from one showcase which had a hundred games in it i've literally listed everything that happened in them and i've highlighted things that i want to talk about and I'm, i've i've invited you to highlight things that you want to talk about but if you look at any see anything that we're not talking about jump out at you feel free to talk about it we, i don't want to do a blow by blow of everything that happened like in all the shows because we'll be here until tuesday and you have to go to liverpool and i don't think i could talk for that long I want to sleep. Contrary to popular belief, I don't think I could talk for that long. That's true. So we're going to start with the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, which was the big one. I think this was the one that everybody was looking forward to, right? Yeah, I would say so, definitely. No doubt about that. Um... Do you want to just start feet first to dive straight in to, like, the big thing that happened? Or do you want to, like... 
How do you want to do this? I think give our quick general thoughts on it. Oh yeah, I was supposed to write that at the top. Yeah, like overall thoughts. What were your what were your uh, overall show thoughts? This is a very weird thing though for me, like this part because while obviously like we 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 did the stream and then we've been off for like an hour yeah. while you all getting everything else sorted and set up and everything. So I was like looking at like on Twitter and looking like oh, quickly watching some like quick podcasts and everything like okay, that. Okay, Just like okay. seeing the final product. And some of them are like, this was crap for a lot of them okay. and everything. And I'm like, and then, so, and then I, was, so I was listening to them and I was saying, so basically the majority of a lot of things, what people are saying was a negative form was because there was no games for them, for them. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, okay that, that, that's, that's, that's a fair analogy. I understand where you're coming from here, but as an object, objectively, I think a lot of them are massively wrong here. I thought this was a, a good to close to very good show overall for Xbox. I thought it was a very well-paced show that kept mm. flowing with the games and everything. You had almost over 40 games basically saying that they're all going into Game Pass, which and is an amazing thing. They're all out before uh, next June. Yeah, and all and and you got 50 games coming between now till next year, till E3 next year. And what more do you want? And I'm, I'm just thinking, you're completely... It's just crazy to hear this when I'm hearing this, hearing these type of things. You had some badass-looking games on this. Hell yeah, and you really, did. And they brought some of the biggest franchises in the world that are coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I guarantee you, that maybe just starting on PC, is going to get a console version soon. In the next two years. I think that's fair to say. We're the one when we get to it and everything we'll like that. It. Um, I think this was for me an easily a B plus crew, a high B plus. I think it was a very good show, and they did a they paced it out really, really well. The only thing I could say was the big, the only big ass negative, but because but this is the thing when they communicate to you what they're gonna do, I'm okay with it. At the same time, they communicated this is what's happening in the next twelve months. Yeah, right. Out. Was, that was um, yeah. after the first, right I think, beginning. two or three things. And then Sarah yeah. Bond, I think it was, was on stage yeah. just going, so everything we're about to show you, we're focusing on the next 12 months. So you watch the showcase and you go, okay, so everything I'm about to see is going to happen, going to happen in the next by 12 next months. Year. By June next year, I'm going to like have played all of these games, you know, probably not. Oh, they'll be long. out at least, yeah. yeah, you know. And that's again, what more... The biggest thing Xbox gets negative is they have no games. They've literally just shown you 50 games that are all coming to Xbox and over 40 of them are going into Game Pass. And a lot of them are exclusive console to them. Yes. Yes. I we, they, you saw a lot of that. Console, console launch exclusive. Console launch exclusive. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate so if not every game spoke to you. I can confirm, not every game spoke to me and made me go, I'm going to play every single 50, 50 game that was shown tonight. I'm going to play all of them. I'm not, because not all of them spoke to me. But what I love what Xbox do, did was they showed games for everybody, not just me, not just Amy, not just well, for the first-person shooter person or anything sure. like that. They showed games for everybody, and that's fantastic to see and that's what you want to champion here yeah. and well you me, and i think xbox had a great show you and me and and the people in chat like all responded to different things yeah like all the way through but i think the key part there is i think all of us responded somewhere to something 
um, in the showcase, usually multiple times. Um, I thought it was a good show, like solid P. Um, like it wasn't a banger, but like when I when I think of banger, I'm thinking of E3 PlayStation E3 2016. Like that's that to me is the banger. That's the high watermark. And like if something reaches that, that's incredible, you know. But like I don't know if anything ever will again. But that's not me going. Well, everything else is shit. It's like this is good. This was good. Like it was really well paced. Um. I think everything that followed on from Thursday night, like, had the benefit of seeing what, and I don't know, spoilers, spoilers for a little bit later, like, seeing what bad showcase looked like. <laughs> so I think everything, like, reflected from that, where it's like, oh, that wasn't great. But then, like, everything that follows is like, oh, that's much better. Um, and, like, I agree with everything you said. Like, I haven't been on Twitter because PC gaming shows happen, and I want to. I'm keeping yeah, myself clean for that because I'm going to watch it like uh, right later on, yeah, after we've done this. But um, there was a lot of cool stuff here, and like stuff that I was into showed up. Um, the stuff that I wasn't yeah. into, yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> so fucking hell. Um, stuff that like I maybe wouldn't have looked at if I was say scrolling through Twitter or like looking through a website like Eurogamer or something, like caught my attention because like this is the. This is the power and the benefit of showcases and directs like this and stuff. It's like, you've got me captive for that 95 minutes. You can show me anything and I'm going to see it because I'm not going anywhere, right? So like you can put something in front of me that I might not necessarily have checked out, but I'm going to see it because I'm watching the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. And I might go, oh, actually, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> and I think that's what's cool about this stuff. You see things that you wouldn't ordinarily see during like normal marketing cycles like how many times do we see a game and we've missed it like at some point like oh it's just come out but we haven't seen it all the way up until launch or it's, it was out two years ago but we never saw it like and that's what i love about this stuff and i think xbox did a really good job yeah yeah it's it's crazy to what i'm saying i'm just like guys you complain that there's no games yeah, that was the other thing, 50 actually. Games. You're getting 50 games, guys. Come on, that, shut up. That was the other thing as well. Like, we got all of these games, yet we didn't <clears> see <throat> Perfect Dark or Fable or Hellblade or Halo or Gears. You know, like, there was that common complaint, like, half a decade or more ago, where it was like everything you saw at, a, at an Xbox press conference was Halo, Gears, and Forza, because like, those were the only three franchises. We just saw a conference without most of Xbox's usual big hitters. And it was packed. And it was packed with things that are console exclusive going into game or going into Game Pass. And usually both. Um and I said this when they started acquiring multiple studios that it, Xbox is gonna be like a steam train <laughs> in that it's gonna keep going and it's gonna start picking up pace and it's gonna be unstoppable and it's just gonna keep getting faster and faster and faster. And you're starting to see that now where it's like this is going to get exponential, like it's 2023, 2024, 2025. It's like more and more stuff is going to be coming out of the studios yeah. that they've acquired and the and the partnerships that they've that they've set up. It's yeah. like they're laying the, the foundations right now. No doubt. The only negative I would say, well, the, the only surprise that I was surprised that we didn't see was anything of Halo. That's the only <laughs> thing I was very surprised that for the game, for the infinite, for infinite, and for the multiplayer, and I think it's only surprise that I did that I thought we were going to see, but they obviously you've got other plans for that, or it's not ready and everything like that. No, if it's not ready, it's not ready. There's no point of showing if it's not ready, and everything like that. And like, oh, no problem whatsoever. I don't know. I, mean, I like, can, I can see them like internally, like trying to figure out 
like what the hell they're going to do with Halo Infinite right now because um, it's it launched the campaign was was fantastic I'd, I'd say it was genu- generally well received like quite well received by a lot of people and um, the multiplayer as it's gone on hasn't been as well received by people who are constantly like in that sort of sphere um and i think there's there's internal discussions right now of like oh shit what do we do you know like how do we like where are we going with this like i think someone i think there are people at 343 industries like desperately like drawing a a map on a on a whiteboard which is just like what do we do (laughs) question mark (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh so that's cool but should we jump into talking about the games Go for it. Uh, where do you want to start? Where would you like to start? start do you want to start, start the biggest, or do you want to start the start, or do you want to work your way through? Just work just your way. Start, start at the top of the list and just work your way downwards. So everything was in everything was in order. Yeah. So yeah, Redfall. Redfall was first, and like I, we talked about this on on the show because it was a gameplay focused showcase, um, which can sometimes highlight. If something's not working for you, but you've got to sit through it for like five minutes while they show you the gameplay, like it can sort of like, I think it can agitate. Um, that's what happened to us at the Summer Games Fest, I think, with Call of Duty specifically. But um, with Redfall, like I said at the when we were talking about Redfall's show, and it's like it looks like a generic first-person shooter. And hey, I don't disagree, but I don't know how. Like as as I said at the time, it's like I don't know like how you show a first-person shooter an extended gameplay without it just looking like a first person shooter. Um as far as Redfall goes, like it's never I've never been like hyped for it by based on just what I've seen. I'm excited for it because it's it's a studio that made Prey and Dishonored. <laughs> like they get the benefit of the doubt because they've made games that I genuinely love with all of my heart. And maybe Redfall will miss maybe it'll just miss me. I don't know. But the benefit of the doubt for me is a rare thing, and I like to, <laughs> I like to, I like to say when I'm bequeathing it upon studios. No, the, yeah, this game, this is a game that didn't speak to me whatsoever. It's a game that literally I was, I even said I, I said on the stream was that I played this game last year. It was called Back for Blood. Just it's vampires, and that's all it is. And that type of game, the hard mode type of game. Is just not for me. It just doesn't work for me, and uh, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Like the only time a hard mode, quote unquote, I say a hard mode has worked for me, and that's just because of the, I love the IP Alien. I don't even play that game of Alien Fire Team Elite. I don't play it anymore because I was just like, it's a hard mode. I got bored really, really fast because hard modes are just boring to me. But like I say, I champion like you say, you you what you saw was like, yeah, this is clicking for me. That's fantastic. Yeah. And also, like you say, you the benefit of that of of uh, the studio and everything, which is yeah, go for it. Like I say, I, like I said on the podcast, I said on the stream. I I hope that I hope to hear from you next year. Say this was awesome, really. Let's play it together, and I'm sure you will like it. I will probably say no, I don't want to play it, but I will yeah, we're not doing it. that again. I'm not going through the back for blood uh, cycle again. It's like no offense, Moody, but I'm going to play this with like Keith and Alfie. <laughs> go with it. Go. go. You're not invited. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to be invited. I'm not even invited to D and D. So what the hell? <laughs> not hey, it's not my D and D game. Um, put me in, coach. Put me in, Keith. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tweet. Out. I'm just gonna call him out on Twitter. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, just do it. It's how you do it. <laughs> You're gonna do it right now, aren't you? Hell yeah. You bastard. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I'm gonna start talking about Hollow Knight, and you're not even gonna be paying attention. 
Oh, I am so sorry. Go. <laughs> I'm giving you. You've got my own to It exists. I don't. It I can't say exist. anything more than I said on the stream, which was just abject shock. Where Hollow Knight happened in front of my very eyes at the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. Not not the Nintendo Direct, because I was waiting for the Nintendo Direct to be disappointed yeah. by Hollow Knight not being there, but then it just fucking out of nowhere, <clears> boom, <throat> second game on the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. Coming to Game Pass sometime in the next 12 months. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. At least you have a, a window now. Between now oh, and June next year. Will it be this critic, Fantasy Critic, or will it be next year's Fantasy Critic? <laughs> I'm not giving a shit about Fancy Craig. Man, I want to play the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, I enjoy, I did not play all of Hollow Knight because it was all, like, I think other things was just going on for me at the time. But I can't deny Hollow Knight was an amazing game it's when so I played good. it. And this just looks even more amazing. Yeah. That's it, not even a word, people. <laughs> it's more amazing. We just made up a word to talk about how cool the game looks. It looks slick. It looks polished. It looks really crisp and clean the gameplay looks awesome it looks like what i like the gameplay it kind of looks like what i played three years ago <laughs> um like and i love that so i can't really complain about that um don't change what don't change what ain't broke it looks good and now think the problem is Mooney, for the last 12 months i've been content like thinking in my thinking head it, wasn't, it doesn't was exist dead. anymore yeah team like team cherry like are a front for something and like you know like the hollow knight just doesn't exist doesn't exist and now now it exists now it's like it's like i've got the taste back you know in my mouth <laughs> anymore it's like i'm gonna be insufferable until that game comes out um you're telling me you haven't been no no this has been this has been this has been me like reserved and holding back like now this you're gonna reserved see holding now back you're gonna in. see oh, amy well. unleashed because now it could be, it's so close to being in the palm of my hand. I don't <clears> need it. But let's talk, I highlighted Riot Games. Because this, not necessarily because I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to play these games on Game Pass. But because this was a huge moment that I think a lot of people might have blown past. Yeah. Um, I don't think people realize, I really don't think people realize whatsoever that this is one of the biggest franchises in the world. Riot Games is one of the biggest developers in the world, and you're completely basically ignoring that. That's bonkers to me. Yes, it's coming. And I'll say it like this is this is what I was this is what I said for me. This is coming to console. You're going to see a console version of League of Legends in the next two years coming to get and game, game Xbox Game Pass. I the think first on Xbox Game Pass. It won't come to PlayStation for like another year, I bet, or something like that. But mm. I guarantee that's how I see it right now. League of Legends console version in the next two years. I like, think this is a massive IP. Sorry, I'm buttoning. Oh, it's fine. It is a massive IP. I think the other games. I think like if you do start seeing console ports of of these games, I think I think League might like League might be last because I think that would be the hardest one to translate into a controller. Whereas like Valorant is a. F the template for that already exists because Valorant is just, <laughs> and I'm being reductive. Like this isn't my actual thoughts, but Valorant is basically just Counter Strike meets <clears throat> Overwatch. Like you can do that on a console. Yeah, you could put that on Xbox. Um, so I think you'll see that pretty pretty sharpish. But like this is yeah. one of the biggest IPs in the in the world, um, and it's coming to Game Pass. So with like all the stuff unlocked, every single character. Yeah. <laughs> You get all the characters. Like, 
There's that people. There's probably there's probably people who play these games, who are going to move over to Game Pass just because you get all the stuff. Yeah. Probably yeah. Um, and I think that's a that's a that was a huge moment. <clears throat> there's another huge moment coming later, which we'll talk about. Um, someone might have might have said it before it happened uh, while we were streaming. I don't know. Don't know who could who would be that smart. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem, which we'd seen before this weekend. Um, I was hoping, I, I I figured we'd see it at the Xbox conference because I knew it was going to be a Game Pass game. I was hoping we get a release date. We didn't get a release date, but it still looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still, it's, it's a great looking game, and I just can't wait to have this game uh, to play it. I think it's like we said on the stream, like. First game, amazing, loved it. Thought it was one of the best games of the year. And but we also said like the only thing that held back was a bit janky with the visuals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and everything like that. This just seems like it's buttery smooth. The visuals, like when we were seeing it on the Tribeca showcase, was just like absolutely beautiful. And this looked like even more beautiful. And it's just like mm-hmm. Jesus, how can you make a game even more beautiful? High end PC, baby. <laughs> Get <laughs> some of that mi- Microsoft money. <laughs> <laughs> um it looks sick um what else have we got like it, again just like shout jump out if anything jumps out of you as i'm going through these uh overwatch 2 is free to play or it will be um when it launches in early access um in october didn't didn't see mm-hmm. it coming out this october <laughs> not gonna lie didn't see it coming out in 2022 Bye. yeah if we were playing our predictions game that we've sometimes played at the beginning of the year, that would not have been on there. And I am known for making wild, fanciful predictions. <laughs> but it's just the beta, isn't it? Um, so it's no, the beta's out now. So the beta is okay. currently on. The the what I'm guessing is going to launch in early access is the multiplayer game because they said they were going to do a campaign, um, like with Overwatch Two. I'm guessing that's not going to launch in October. I'm guessing yeah. what they're doing is they're going to launch the multiplayer and they're just calling it early access. Because the thing about like multiplayer like like games like Overwatch, like Halo, insert a multiplayer game here is they're never really released. Like I could sit down and play Halo now and talk about my experience of me playing it now, and then in a year's time, it, it, you could go back to that video and it, it probably wouldn't be as relevant anymore. Like. So them calling it early access is they're just going to put the multiplayer out there and then keep building on top of it, which is what they would have done even if it came out and they said it's releasing, like full releasing in October. They'd still build on top of it as the months and years go on. Just... Yeah, like this is the thing about Overwatch. Like people, I think, forget that completely forget easily because now it's basically become a meme. Um, Overwatch was one of the biggest games four or five years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It won Jeff Keighley's Game of the Year award, as much as that means anything. Did it? Um, <laughs> but it did win it and everything and whatnot. So, and it was like, respect and everything. But like, it's one of the biggest IPs. They're bringing one of the biggest IPs to Game Pass. What more do you want here? Like, 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 like I said, it was just baffled. Like I've said already, it just baffled me with everyone's negativity about this show. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It's a big game. It's a big game. And like we talked about when we talked when we when we touched on this on the stream, it's like just because you're not playing a game doesn't mean it's dead. <laughs> like Overwatch is still like it's still a big game. Oh, it's not in the top ten of streaming games on Twitch. That means it's a dead game. <laughs> that means it's a dead game. Alright, I'm gonna skip a lot of stuff. Cause 
None of it really jumped out at me. Some of it did, but I don't just want to say this game, it looked cool. Like, but uh, I highlighted the last case of Benedict Fox, and I did that because I didn't know whether you were going to get in and highlight stuff, and I, or like, and I wanted you to remember that. Because when we were watching this, this is one of the games that popped for you. you, know, you yes, I enjoyed the like. I enjoyed the look of it. Just because it was just something different. Uh, and I think, like I said, not every game spoke to me, but like, what's so the set in space? Really did. didn't have guns. <laughs> Exactly. Um, it was getting controlled by a ghost instead. Yeah, that was so. That was weird. Like it was a freaky game. Like like the look. I did like the look of it. Yeah, I thought it was really good and very interesting. I'm looking forward to giving it a try next some next in the next twelve months. Uh, bring it on. Like I said, you, something. This is what we're missing. These is that's just what this is. Why I think why Redfall didn't really speak to me because like uh, I know like I know what you're saying. It's like what can they do to change up first person shooter? I'm thinking. I understand where you're going here. That's why I always rely on like the small little games because they always innovate in some unique, hey. and different way. And like we are, like it was like kind of last year where we said last year like Xbox's show was a bit boring, and then boom, replaced. And we were like, "Hello, beautiful," type of thing. We're like, "Hello, now you're speaking to me," type of thing. Because it was just generic game, generic triple A game, generic triple A game, generic triple A game, generic triple A game, and everything for that last year. And it was like a good mixture this year. And I think that's why that's why I'm saying this was a good. Hey, game. you don't need to tell me about indie games. Some people call me pretentious. Um, as Dusk Falls, so, which sorry, did you have more to say? <laughs> I was going to say a snarky comment. Ah, that's fine. And some people will be right. Um, <laughs> as, beat you to it. Uh, as just falls, which is another one we've seen uh, throughout the weekend. Um, which, I love the look of it. It looks cool. So it looks good. cool. Um, big, huge narrative um, adventure where it's like a thing happened. It was like a ro- gas station robbery happened. And then you pick up with all with the characters like from that robbery like years and years later and how it's affected their lives. Two things. So this was already. Amy's definitely gonna play this because it looks like her. It looks like her jam, and then like if you think that bar is already quite high, and then the Xbox and Bethesda showcase kick that bar up even higher, because it, it's so high, like you can't even see it anymore. The bar has gone above the above the camera. How often does that happen? Because it's coming out in July. <laughs> like okay, it's a Game Pass coming out in July, and it's got multiplayer. It's a narrative adventure game which has got multiplayer. Like, I'm going to play the shit out of that with him, probably. <laughs> I'm on the, point the other way. Point the other way for me. No, on, on, but on the podcast, you're there. Am I? Oh, well, well for me, I'll tell you point, what. I'll point, out, I'll point, and then I'll just quickly go with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, like, well, like, if one knows about what we've already spoken about, like, we've been playing the quarry. Well, I've been playing the quarry, and, like, you've been back shouting out the orders where to go and what to do and everything like that. And it's been one of the most fun times we've had for a long, long time, especially when it comes to playing a game. Sure. Uh, like, I could see us doing this for this one as well. Absolutely. Well, like, we don't need yeah, to. We can play it together. Like, we don't even well. need to buy it. Like, because I think part of the thing with what we decided to do with the quarry was because you had it and I didn't. So that was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to play it for a while, if ever. And then you just went, let's do this. And it's it's been a really fun. It's probably been the best way I could have experienced the quarry. Like, if I'd have just yeah. went off and played it by myself, I would have had fun, but not as not this much fun. And I think as just falls is tapping into. Something that I didn't know I needed from like video games in general, but want quite desperately now that I've seen it, which is narrative games, which are some of my favorite like types of games, some of Moody's favorite types of games, that we can play together. 
Like how many oh, yeah. na- how many fully narrative driven games have that kind of multiplayer experience? It was one of the things that draw us to It Takes Two last year. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Like it was one of the one of the best gaming experiences like I thought last year definitely that story decided to kick us both in the nuts. And it was just like, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> why are you mean bastards? Could have kicked a bit harder. I might have been able to get rid of them. Um but yeah, no, as I knew that would take a second. But yeah, like no, like a narrative adventure game with like all of the consequences of like for example, there's a Star Trek game coming out, which I'm I'm, I'm secretly hoping is going to be at the PC gaming show, and I'm going to find out more about it like later. But which is like a Telltale style adventure game that was announced last year. Imagine there's two main characters. Imagine if that game was exactly the way like it looks and is pitched, but it's you can play it with two people. Like you can be one character and I can be the other character, like shit like that, man. Like. As Dusk Falls has unlocked this in my brain, and I'm like, I want more people to do games like this. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I don't know whether this is another lake situation, um, and like, it's not going to review as well. But Amy's gonna fucking love it. Or if it, if I, I, like, my hype level is at the the right level to say, like, this is fucking. This looks fucking brilliant, <laughs> and I want everybody to say that this is brilliant because then we get more stuff like it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. The sun keeps going up and down and it keeps making me look like differently lit. Like I hate summer. <laughs> I really do. Um, I want to quickly mention Pentiment because it was like, because it, it the trailer started and I was like, what's this cool indie game? That's not an indie and game. And then it went from Obsidian Entertainment and I was like, oh shit, like this game looks like a cool indie game that you see an ID at Xbox or on the PC gaming show. And then it's like, no, it's being made by Obsidian Entertainment. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and I'm just going to state this right now. That should be the reason why you would want to play this game, everybody. Not because it looks like an indie game, which is for some reason coming out to say, uh, some of the podcasts I was listening to literally said, I, did not, I might play it now because it's an Obsidian game. You should have been playing it even if it wasn't an Obsidian game. Like, that's an insult to this game. It is, it is. Like I, like I said, before the Obsidian announced the, the, the reveal that it was being made by Obsidian, I said to you on, on our stream, this looks like an Amy Ass Amy game. <laughs> like, yeah. it already looked like a game I was going to play. And then it was like Obsidian, and now I'm like, cool. So now I've got two... It's not that I'm, I'm more excited because it's an Obsidian game. It's like, now I've got two reasons to be excited because it's being... It's a cool-ass-looking narrative adventure game. Um, and it's being made by a developer I really like. You have made things like New Vegas and The Outer Worlds. I love those games. <laughs> and this is this is the be- this is like I'm not a big fan of mergers and acquisitions, as everybody who's watched this podcast knows. But like this is the the benefit of being owned by Xbox. It seems like developers or development studios can go away, do whatever the fuck, make whatever the fuck they want. Even if that's like a small little, small little game, like not everything they make because they're a triple A developer has to be a triple A looking game. Like we saw it with yeah. Ninja Theory made um, Bleeding Edge, which didn't really work out, but you know it was cool that they tried something different. And now Obsidian are making Pentiment, Pentiment, and I hope like we get more cool looking little games like this from passionate developers at big studios who are obviously very talented. I think people are just absolutely crazy about this conference right now. 
Where he's just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I, mean, I just don't. I really it. don't. I don't. I really don't understand. Like it's like secretly. <laughs> For me, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a little tangent here. Okay. People are. I think people are completely forgetting. Like, you know, the last two years for the video game industry has been incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why Starfield is not coming out this year. There's a reason why Forza is probably Motorsport wasn't meant to come out this year. I bet you that right now. If the pandemic didn't happen, this would have hit 2022 quite easily, quite comfortably. I bet. But it hasn't because it has to get pushed. Sure. And then all the all the big games and everything like that, and it's just, and it's just like poo poo and all these other games. It's like people have worked their asses off to give you and everything like that, and just because it does not quote unquote isn't your first, your first person shooter Call of Duty game, it's just an insult to those video game developers mm-hmm, and you should, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. people and podcasters out there really need to well need to wake up. Really I don't need to wake up. I want to add on to that, but I don't want it to seem like I'm getting on my high horse. Because I I'll enjoy what enjoy what you want to enjoy, like what you want to like, whatever. My point, but my point is, like people dismiss non AAA games out of hand just because they're not AAA games, and I, I just think that's really short sighted because, like, massively, there are some incredible experiences out there um, that are really like that are really creative and really different, and so, sometimes they're neither. Like. Sometimes they're neither really different or really creative. They're just a really cool indie version of something that already exists. And that's still cool. But because it's an indie game, people aren't going to play it. And it's just like... There's a, there's this huge, like, library of things that you could be enjoying. Like, like you could... Anyone out, anyone out there could tell me, this is a AAA game that I really like. And I'll go, cool. Here, based on what you've just said... This is here's five indie games that you'll love. Because <laughs> I played that exactly. many, but like we were exactly. talking about Game of the Year last night on 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 text, and I said like I've got four games of the year because I'm not really putting them into my list until the end of the year, and like I sent you the the four games, and three of them are indie games. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, anyway, the thing the thing is for me like like it just. I'm seeing all this hard work and I just see a lack of heart from the gamers out there and I'm just like, are you kidding me? You scream saying, where's this, where's that? There's a reason why it's not getting spoken about. Yeah, There's a reason. And also, like, if you listen to what the person said at the beginning of this conference, this is about the next 12 months. <laughs> yeah. No fable. June? No perfect arc. No Everwild. No this. No that. It's like... Do you really think all of that was going to be coming out by June next year? <laughs> Do you know? You know why Microsoft have focused on this because they their fiscal year starts on June, uh, July, and ends next June. So they're talking. They're all they're talking to you about is their next fiscal year. <laughs> they do June, June to June, do they? I read it on Twitter. Um, yeah, they start. Wow. They start uh, July to June. Um, so that's what they've just told you is this is our fiscal year for the next twelve months. Um, Jesus, guys, Jesus. I know. Um, I don't know what people would want. Like, it's a really bad, confusing thing. People complain when PlayStation show off a game that is probably still two to three years away. Sure, sure. Which I'm, I'm, I do that. I'm the well, I'm the same. I've complained many times about it, and I'm like, but then you complain that nothing's come nothing's quote unquote they show you get now xbox shows you get 50 games that are coming out for the next 
for the next 50 years. For the next <laughs> the 50 next... years! <laughs> <laughs> the next year? And people say it's a bland... Some, even sure, 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 sure. I'm, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Like I say, I haven't seen the comments, but I was like, no, I'm with on? you. Like, you, we've talked about this in the past, and we'll get back to the games because you know time. Um, we're almost halfway through. And we haven't even finished one showcase, but like we've talked about this in the past, where it's like, I if a game isn't coming out in within the next twelve months, like I file it at the back of my brain in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> like because I'm not, I'm I only I, I only have a limited amount of brain space to think about games, and I generally only I'm generally only keeping track of games like that are coming out this year, like in 2022, and then when 2023 rolls around, I'll keep track of all of the games that are supposed to be coming out in 2023. Like I'm excited to play Perfect Dark and try the new Fable and see whatever the fuck Everwild is, and play all these cool Xbox games that are going to be coming out over the course of the next five years but i don't have the brain space to think about perfect dark right now there's tons of cool games coming out in the next six months <laughs> for me to be like but perfect dark though like no 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 all right let's well, also stick, stick this in the out if you ever thought you were going to see anything for perfect dark or state of decay 3 you are completely ludicrous and fooling yourselves those develop those two teams are in her in a mess right now that was yeah perfect dark was of all the the potential future xbox games that's the one i am most excited for that's why it springs to mind straight away anyway you've highlighted diablo 4 diablo 4 because i did not expect this i didn't expect this because and I, I and I enjoyed Diablo three, like I said on the stream, like it was a really good console game. It played really well on console. And I remember me both me and my partner playing it, we were just having a banging time with it. And I thought, yeah, well, this could be trumping again that me and her play again and whatnot. That's um, cool. That's cool. And yeah. That's cool. Very, look, the vid that you can see definitely there's a step up from visual style as well for it. Uh yeah, sure. I I never played them. Um, I always want to get in. I always want to get into it, but it just never happened. Nothing stand up. Um, many games out there. Many games. There, out there. are indeed many games out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Ravenlock looked kind of cool. Um, it was yeah. from the developers of Echo Generation, which I played on stream last year, and I had a good time with. Um, and it's like a weird Alice in Wonderland looking game but then just as i was talking about it to someone in twitch chat like oh it looks like alice in wonderland um a fucking me mecha bird with a gatling gun come out of its mouth and i was like okay maybe not entirely alice in wonderland <laughs> looks interesting i mean mm -hmm. yeah next up for me was Coco uh, cocoon this literally more just because of one thing and one thing only i think it literally said in the trailer it's from the director who directed inside and Limbo. The, the other game. Limbo. Limbo. And I was just like, you've you got me. It's like you with Obsidian. <laughs> so like me with Fretful or like, Obsidian. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm in. It's like, <laughs> I'm in, yeah. Inside, when I played Inside, that for me was the game of the year that year. That's cool. Like, I, that, it was a fantastic game. Nothing for me to beat that, beat that game last year. And I was thinking that was amazing. And yeah, can't wait to sing it. And um, they have a lot of balls. It did. It confused me because I didn't understand what happened when you picked up the one ball and jumped into the other ball, and I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? Um, so I highlighted the last three things because 
these were like the three big things to end the showcase on. And the first one is Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are all coming to Xbox consoles and PC in Game Pass. Uh, Persona 5 Royal is coming out uh, on, in October. This is what everyone has been calling for. How many times have I said that on this podcast? And, you, and you're finally getting it. And this was a poor conference. I'm not going to stop complaining about oh, it. Was... When... <laughs> it's ba- like, you finally get what you wanted. And it's here. It's fantastic. It's amazing to hear this. These are some of the biggest JRPG games out there. And you finally get them. I'm going to be hounding everybody I know who's got Xbox Game Pass to play Persona 5 Royal, except Moody, because I know he doesn't he doesn't have the patience to play a 100-hour JRPG. But everybody else... <laughs> Shit, I might play it again, and I own it on a PlayStation. <laughs> I'm in. I fucking love that game. And what's weird is, the more distance I get from from things, right... Generally, like I cool right on on stuff. Like yeah. I still love it as much as I loved it. Like Hades, I love that game to, to to pieces. But like with Persona Five, like I'm not I'm on a different I'm on a different trajectory. And I I said it was game of the year from like for me in 2017. One of the most hotly it, contested years of <laughs> the recent recent it history. Was, it was and, yeah. But my trajectory is going up on that game. Like every time I'm reminded of it, in this case, by a trailer, or I just think about it in general, I'm like, fuck, man, that was such a good game. Like, 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 I, I gain new appreciate levels of appreciation for it. It was such a good game. <laughs> it really, really was. I also, Next- I, I do also want to just laugh at the fact that Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable are not available on PlayStation. Persona 4 Golden's not on PlayStation. No, I thought it, was. it was a PlayStation VA game. Um, and Persona, th- Persona 4 Golden's available on PC. Oh, uh, and Persona 3 Portable is on the. Are you PSP. thinking of something about that? Like, uh, do you think if there's, uh, do you think there's anything into that? I think Persona 6 is going to probably be multi-platform based off of the back of this. I, I don't know. Like, I think because they're coming into Game Pass, I think there's a probably like a timed exclusivity thing. I think they'll come to PlayStation eventually. I just Persona's been exclusive to PlayStation since PS2. Like, I just I find it I find do it amazing. You, do you think PlayStation really cared that Persona 4 is not on console for them? No, because day, Jim. Be... No, because well, Jim Ryan doesn't like all games. Is that as well? <laughs> um, no, because for me, for me, like I'm just thinking, they'll probably be thinking, oh, we don't care. We got Persona, we got Persona Six locked as an exclusive for the next ten years. <laughs> Maybe not. Or something like that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, is that what you thinking? You thinking Persona Six multi-plat? I think so. Yeah. And do you think uh, Xbox the ones that are short? it? That would be that. I mean, I said I said that last year. You did for 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 summer games, whatever. Like, yeah, I still stand by it. I think, I think when it gets revealed, when it gets its Western reveal, because I think when Persona Six gets announced properly, it'll be at the Tokyo Game Show. But when it gets its Western reveal, it'll either be at like the Game Awards or something. But if it's at like a platform holders conference, I think it'll be at an Xbox one be interesting um, kojima kojima my one he correct talked. prediction from twitter <laughs> he talked and that's it that's it <laughs> well they just announced the partnership didn't they they didn't 
Like that's what we're This is a partnership that's been signed, sealed, and we talked done about this months ago. Months ago, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is how crazy he is. He signed, sealed the deal with PlayStation. E3 turns around. He already has some teaser trailer ready to go. He doesn't have anything right ready to go for this guy for Microsoft. Shows how much he truly cares about this deal. <laughs> it does because what he's doing is he's taking his time to make something perfect. I mean, he said. I mean, the words that he said were, "This is the game he's wanted to make for 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 a long time." So, twenty thirty two guys. <laughs> it's the game I've wanted to make for so long. It's Metal Gear Solid 6. <laughs> I hope it's, it's a actually... horror game. I hope it's a horror game. Because I want to see a horror game come out of that, Kajima, that brain. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I need to know no, what no. that's like. Yeah, I agree with you there. That would be very fascinating. Sure, sure. But if I was them, don't show up for at least the next two years. Yeah, do the thing that you've done today for the rest of time. Do This is what the next 12 months is going to look like. This is what the next 12 months is going to do that. Just do that. If you've got like little announcements that you want to do, like this game exists and it's coming sometime, save it for Gamescom and the Game Awards. You could do that. Yeah. I think people are forgetting like there's other things coming. Down other things game. are going to happen. Yes. Yeah, like there's two more, <laughs> there's two more Jeff Keighley shows, which almost sounds like a threat at the moment. Um, <laughs> and Xbox can just do their own thing at some point in the future, in the next six yeah, months, you know, really like, good. They really could. Anyway, um, the last thing, Starfield. yeah, it was Starfield. a 15 15-minute 15 gameplay presentation of Starfield. It's a Bethesda game. It's Bethesda in space. It's Bethesda in space. And there were some things there. I was when I was watching, it, I was thinking, I like the look at this, like ship building and everything like that. I was thinking, that's oh, badass. I look good. I was thinking, oh, yes, I might play this on PC just so I can get the Defiant mod. <laughs> Give me it now. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, it's a it. I like the look of it. I did. Uh, Bethesda's never really blown me away when it comes to things. Like, I, I own a Bastardly say many times. Like, I loved Skyrim. I absolutely adored mm -hmm. that game. It was one of the games that got me back in the game, along with, like, the other games I've mentioned, The Last of Us, The Entire Games, etc., etc., and Mass Effect Trilogy. But, like, I really enjoyed Skyrim. It was one of the really good games for me. <laughs> so, really? Suck, suck, Sorry. Suck me into the world. Skyrim and the Mass Effect trilogy are the two things that you that got you back into gaming. So, Along with Skyrim in space <laughs> might be a perfect game. <laughs> it could be, yeah. There's no doubt about it. The size of it is daunting to me. I won't lie. So, in. yeah. So obviously, I've said out loud in public, despite my better judgment at how people react to things like this, that Bethesda's published they developed rpgs it had never really worked for me like morrowind was cool when i played that on the original xbox like i really liked that one but oblivion i couldn't get into it skyrim i couldn't get into it fallout 3 i could get into it fallout 4 i hated i hated it <laughs> like um there's things in this in this like reveal where i was like that's cool like like that's cool like the starship building like recruiting a crew for your starship because so it's not just you flying around in a little fighter thing like in no man's sky like your crew for your spaceship that's fucking great hopefully i can hire a pilot like tom paris to fly it for me but then it was like there's going to be a thousand planets and they're going to be fully explorable and i was like after everything positive that I saw like built up in starfield he said a thousand planets that i can explore and i almost just immediately went no, i'm done i'm out 
that is anxiety inducing. Yeah, <laughs> I understand completely where you're saying with that. No doubt about that. I agree to that. But I thought it was a good show. But like, if that's your jam and you're going to spend like a year just exploring Starfield and stuff, that's awesome, and I love that for you. But like, I'm just, I just have to talk about what exactly. I thought and what I yeah. thought was as soon as I heard how many planets is going to be, I was like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> the Outer Worlds only had like six or seven or something, and I was like, that's that's enough. That's a nice number. <laughs> um. But it's cool. Like, I'm going to download it and play it because it's in Game Pass. That's the beauty of Game Pass, Moody. I'm going to download it and I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, I'm not even going to do a review for it because I don't need that kind of heat on me. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one person on the internet going, well, actually, I think Starfield is overrated. They'll never find my body. <laughs> Just going to quietly sit in the corner going... <clears throat> While I replay all of it, so yeah, summer game fest. The summer game fest. This is gonna. This isn't gonna take as long because there's not as many oh, highlights. Hell no. <laughs> but uh, the first long. thing that's highlighted is overall show thoughts, and I think we've hinted at it. Moody, take away. Games wise, can't fault it. Can't fault the game wise whatsoever. Yep. You give games for everybody, even though there was like three sci-fi horror games that looked very much similar but i don't like okay whatever and also he's not called monkey Deluffy. monkey Deluffy, i forgot about that bastard jeff Keighley doesn't know how to present it so he doesn't he he he, he this was boring as hell of a show and he made a two-hour show feel like a three-hour show if not longer well and yes it was just slow it was boring it was I can't fault the games whatsoever. Like the gear for all the tons of people have worked their asses off for all these games and everything. But like that kind of makes me even angrier though. Like as yeah. someone who is developer focused, like I like I think about the people, not necessarily just in games. It's like you've worked your ass off to put together a trailer, a package, or whatever you've put together for the summer summer game fest, and then like it's just mangled by a poor presentation. Huh. By Jeff Keighley. Because he feels like he has to cram so much in, along with the advertisements and all. Adding the shit like advertise away crap. Like you gotta add, you gotta do put adverts in there. That's fine, but like oh yeah, but there's a way to do it properly. Yeah, by the fifth game, by the fourth game, Moody, we were so checked out. We will play with Star Trek models for the entertainment of chat. Yep, yep, yep. Four games later. When the advert with Dwayne the Rock Johnson started, I got my pillow and almost fell asleep. Yep. And that was the first what forty minutes? <laughs> it was a two-hour show. Yeah. I was losing my mind, like, yep. especially when we came to that realization of how long it was going to be. Like, and again, it's not the games. The game. Looking at the list of games, it's a good list of games. Like. It was presented really bad. Like, it was paced horribly. Like, you would have, like, a fucking... They spent 10 minutes on, on Call of Duty. And, like, it's a, it's a fucking Call of Duty game. I don't need to see that much gameplay and know what it looks like. <laughs> right? Um, It just... It was so weird. And the way it was front-loaded with so many games that were similar. Rather than taking... Right, you've got a theme... 
it's space and guns and violence. That's cool. I have nothing against those types of games. Sprinkle them <laughs> through the whole show. Don't put them all at the start. Because, like you yeah. say, like th- three games that all looked almost identical. By the time you got to the third one, I couldn't even tell them apart. Yeah. You really couldn't, which is that's just a shame because it now sucks. It sucks out the life of those games because we're just like I can't tell the difference between you as well. Yeah, the only one I can properly remember is the Callisto Protocols because yeah. it's the one that I saw the week before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what differentiated them. The other two, I don't even remember them, and that sucks because they could be cool games. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate it. Oh, yeah. it was such a bad show. That's what Jeff Keighley does to you, people. Yes. He sucks the energy out of you. Let's crack on with the games. Yeah, you've got first the first few was highlights. The, so. was the game for me was the, the one I marked out for the most. I've rewatched our Twitch I, game for it and like, watching it. It was just like, did oh you, my God. Did you see me yeah, just be like... just looking at f- me. Fox, I logo came up and I just went... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I need to watch Moody. I can't watch the stream. I need to watch Moody. That's going to oh, be where the fair. entertainment is. Yeah, Aliens Dark Descent. Um, I am an Aliens Mark. I've said it many times. I love this franchise. I've just found out there's a new film coming. Um, going to be interested to see what happens with that. But either way, yeah. Um, it looks like it's a twin stick shooter, top down type of game. Either that or like some kind of strategy XCOMish style thing. It, yeah. was, it was it was only a very brief glimpse that you saw of that yeah. in the in the trailer. But like I loved, I thought the CGI trailer was very indicative, like of just aliens in general. They really just sucked me in when it just came to like this is an aliens game. <gasps> There's the beast, shoot the beast, and then the guy just leaving them. Everybody just thinking, I'm not gonna lie, I would do that. <laughs> if you weren't next to me with that at that elevator, you're getting left behind. I'm just saying that right now. But yeah, I hype. I'm hyped because it's an aliens game. Very intrigued just to see because of what type of gameplay it's going to go for. Because they didn't really show much of it, very unsure about it, but... That'll be the next um, thing. That'll be the yeah. next thing. You'll see the yeah, definitely. Callisto Protocol. Yeah, so I didn't highlight this because we talked about it last week because it was part of the State of Play, but I had a feeling you might want to talk about it. It's because we showed more, and I was just like... Please come out in December. Please, please, please hit that date. Please hit that date. Please hit that. Dude. It's going to be an interesting juxtaposition because it's going to come <gasps> straight off of Pokemon into the Callisto Protocol. That's going to be an interesting combination, <laughs> isn't it? For me. Go from fluffy Pokemon all the way to psychotic monsters trying to eat you. <laughs> yeah, all the way into like that guy who got his the front of his face bitten like Just clean off, off like yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Like it wasn't well presented again because then they had the bit afterwards where the guy comes out and talks for ages and. Yeah. Slows, you, but, slows the pace down and balls you to crap I, I just think it's funny that Jeff's just there I'll say everybody's this, liking this I'll say this you got really wound up with Jeff Keighley's puns however this is quite funny um, I'll say the same thing I said last week really quickly which is I'm looking forward to it looks good um, yeah. Dead Space, I fucking love Dead Space so yeah. of course I'm going to try the game that looks like Dead Space by the original creators of Dead Space. <laughs> so, well, the only thing I'm more, the only thing I'm worried about is that if Dead Space, if the Dead Space remake gets pushed, which we all think, I think you between you and me, we both think that's going to get pushed. 
if that gets pushed, Callisto Protocol's going straight into 2023 straight away. They they just they put December not our choice or necessity. They've picked it because they know they have to get out before Dead Space Week. Bro, bro, they know this. <laughs> they know this. Um, so. so the next thing I've is my is something I've highlighted, which is routine. <clears throat> Um, which looks fucking great. Like it's that retro futuristic sort of thing where they're on a moon base and like all the technology looks like it's from the nineties and stuff. The, the main reason I highlight it is because I remember when Steam Greenlight was first um was first like a thing, Routine was one of the first ten games that got through on Steam Greenlight. It was back when Steam had standards um for what it let on the store. Uh, and I was super excited for this game and it just vanished. <laughs> for like 10 years and now it's back and i'm very excited <laughs> that was it because i even said to you on the podcast i was like when it said routine i was like wait wasn't this announced like a decade ago and then keely comes out and goes it was a decade since it was announced i was like it's the same game <laughs> it looks fucking cool oh shit it's the last guardian all over again <laughs> it really was uh so you've highlighted the next one High Water World. High Water World, yeah. I just really enjoyed the, the art style and look of it, and it was just something that made me just go, finally, something to look at. Finally, some of a different game that's not... Something with colour. <laughs> yeah. Something that's not dark and make me go... Mm, that was the... Um, they were, that was the one where they were in the, they were in a boat, and it's everything's flooded, and they're sailing yeah. around in the boat, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <clears throat> uh, I also highlighted this. I just wanted to mentioned because it was a cool moment that a couple of shows have done uh this weekend which is there was meant to be a trailer from the for the game replaced um and jeff gave them a shout out um because they couldn't put a trailer together because of the the, the war in ukraine because um, that's where they that's where they're based um and it was just it was a nice moment um it was a nice thing for them to do um, yeah we both said that during the, during the yeah. show yeah, as as much snark as I was delivering at Jeff towards Jeff Keeley's Summer Games Fuck Fest at the time, like even I was like, even you, you just have to stop and and go, okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll stop giving you the shit for a, a bit for two seconds for, for for a minute. Right, I'm back. And actually, the next game they showed was good, but we're going to talk about that later. Um, Neon White's coming out like this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so excited. You saw me stream this game. You saw how much fun I was having with the demo uh, a few months ago. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Like I'm, I'm in day one. Like I'm gonna be all over this. That's great. That's what we want to hear. Um, I would have put this one down as yeah, well I because it. I picked it for Fantasy Critic sure Midnight did. Fight Express. I really like the look at this. So I just think it's just a very intriguing uh fighting style game just a, a top a top down fighting game that they mm -hmm, mm -hmm. roam around and you're just fighting people and i really like the look of it looks slick like the animation yeah. like a key thing and this is going to come up in one of the reviews i'm putting out this week a key thing in a, in a game any from any perspective that uses combat the animation has to be slick and the slicker the animation the better the game is going to feel and yeah. the, from looking at midnight fight express the animation looks on point and that goes a long way to selling a game like this. Um, I'm, I love the vibe of it. Um, we've only got like, <laughs> there's like twenty more games that happened. We've got one. I've got one more highlighted. <laughs> I don't know, I think I was um, Metal Hellsinger. It's it's a rhythm sh first person shooter with metal music. 
like that's what you do in the rhythm too and i've seen a couple of people um like i follow on twitter who have who have played the demo really love it like really really getting into it like uh sean may um who's a freelance uh games journalist is literally playing it over and over again to like climb the leaderboard of the of the level and like you just can't stop playing it and i'm like that's a good sign because people whose opinions often line up with mine are really enjoying it um, and i thought it looked sick when we played it when we watched it so yeah that's good <laughs> do you want to mention i guess it, i guess it'd be unfair not to mention the last the of last us, of us <laughs> um this was obviously the go home game for them that was sadly leaked by playstation <laughs> Wrong well done anyway. playstation you yeah played yourselves uh, basically it, it, they would have still done the same thing of how what they presented and everything either way but knowing that we have already known we knew it was coming and we knew because of the leak the the ending was just completely sucked out and dryless some and yes really... for the show itself i'm gonna say yeah. some of some of us might have picked might have had so much faith in this game coming out this year they picked it in their fantasy critic team in january you did you did you did you did you did you did but um you know i've said on Mountain many kids like yes i have no i really happy that we're getting a remake of this game it looks mm-hmm, beautiful mm-hmm. and i can't wait to replay this game because it's an amazing story and like i already stated like uh, earlier on like doing chat not doing chat naughty dog games in general have just made were one of the reasons why i came back to gaming and then the last of us was one of the reasons for that as well That's and cool. i can't wait just to go back to playing the last of us part one as um, it is now called yeah um like this was all, like so the last of us part one right so okay complicated nuanced it's nuanced time put everybody out there put your nuanced caps on because i don't understand Personally, I do understand why this game is being remade. Money. But, like, from an artistic perspective, it's like it's being remade again. Like, it's being re-released again. Like, <laughs> it got released, yes. and then it was re-released, and then it was re-released. So I just look at that and go, uh, okay, whatever. Do I care enough to complain? No, I don't. The The presentation of it itself, like, yes, The Last of Us Part 1 leaking beforehand really took the wind out of the sails but like let's not forget about the fucking waffle that happened before the trailer started where it's like oh we're making factions standalone look i brought you a jpeg let's talk about it for 10 minutes like this is what we're doing this is what we've come down here this is this is this is the slam dunk at the end of the presentation a couple of jpegs 20 minutes of waffle and then a a cool trailer like Mm -hmm. admittedly the trailer would have been really cool if we hadn't already seen it um, but like the preamble into it was just fucking, I couldn't, I just couldn't. It wasn't great. The fact that Troy Baker it. was coming out on stage for the second time tonight. <laughs> it's just like, um, get, get anybody else. <laughs> you cost you're going to bring on the two main stars for the game. I know, I know. Oh no. That's the stars of the TV shows that went into at length. They're going to be in the TV show in real roles. Look, here's another JPEG. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It was very, it was poorly presented. There's no doubt yes. about that. That's just a Jeff Keighley show in general. He just does poorly, poor presented shows. But we've got a thread running through the whole Summer Game Fest thing, and I'm tying it off at the end by saying this, for that presentation for that last part was terrible. Imagine if PlayStation had done that at like oh, E3. Yeah. They would have eviscerated. <laughs> Hell yeah, they would have been eviscerated, and he should get eviscerated for, for this presentation. He, he could have knocked... 45 minutes of the show and it would have been a nice clean simple one hour and 15 minutes and it would have been we probably would have been like 
That was a quick-paced, fast-paced show. That, that was pretty good. A lot of games by the end. We shouldn't be coming out of a conference literally, or showcase going... We should. We want to be talking about the game saying, this, so many different games, fantastic, well, for different people, that's amazing, yada, 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 and championing the games. Not talking about Jeff freaking Keeley's freaking ego just so he can get stroked a bit. And that's all it is when it comes to the Summer Game Fest. It's a giant Jeff Keighley ego stroke for himself. And right now he gets gets away with it because of it. Sure, 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 sure. Sure. Day of the Devs? Day of the Devs Day was of the amazing. Devs was amazing. That's it. Fast-paced. It was I... fluent. It kept moving really fast. It spoke to the people who we want to hear from, not from freaking Jeff Keighley. And, uh, yeah. I so I, I, yeah, I powered through after, um, obviously, because it, it followed immediately the Summer Game Fest. And I made a joke to you before the Summer Game Fest started. Oh, the Summer Game Fest is just a pre-show. The whole thing is just a pre-show of Day of the Devs. It really was. Um, like, I powered through and kept reacting to it. it like, literally, like... I wasn't even exaggerating when I tweeted out as I was watching it. Like, this is healing me right now. Like, Summer Game Fest was just dragged me right like down. Like, my enthusiasm for for E three like this like this four day weekend was was like in tatters <laughs> until I watched Day of the Devs and I was like, this is fuck, this is the shit. And it the games were amazing and I loved seeing every single one of them. But it wasn't just the games and their quality. It was the presentation. It was the it 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 was everything like all together like it was just so good such a good yeah. show it was a good i'm show. so i'm and i'm show. mad that i talked to a few people and they all bailed after summer game fest because it wasn't it was bad and and i was like oh man you should really should have stuck around <laughs> i went to bed yeah i was annoyed i went yeah. to bed annoyed i don't like going to bed annoyed <laughs> who does but uh, we got a lot of games because i highlighted a lot because i was like there's some fucking great stuff here i actually I actually held. I actually limited myself on how much I was highlighting in here because I could have just done the whole thing. Um, Planet of Lana, which we talked about last year after we saw it for the looks first amazing. time, looks, looks amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, genuinely awesome. Don't really have too much more to say about that because didn't really see much new, but um, genuinely cannot wait. Uh, Choo Choo Charles. I laughed when I saw this trailer for the first time, and I thought that's funny. Don't think it'll make a good game. So sort of day of the devs, and I was like, this might actually make a pretty good game, you know. <laughs> I think it could, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, like the open world, the spider train, the the premise of what you're doing, and like you have to get off the train and scavenge and stuff. And I was like, now that you've explained, now that you've explained the expanded concept of the game to me, I'm actually like, this isn't just a joke. This is actually, this seems like a pretty cool legit game. It could game. be something interesting. There's no doubt about it. It's gonna be scary. Cause getting chased by that spider train. When you're on foot running away through the forest, that's going to be scary no matter what. <laughs> no doubt. Um, and a little to the left, which I streamed as part of yeah, Steam you Next Fest. This, yeah. um, it's it's cool. It's fun. It's chill. You were in Discord chat when we were playing that, and you were literally joining in and talking to me while we were doing it, like joining in with trying to solve some of the puzzles. Yeah. Um, it's it, like it's going to be a. It's I'm going to be very high on this game. I think. That's good to hear. That's what you want to hear. So, ah, you've highlighted the next one. Bear and breakfast. Uh, I like uh, it. Literally spoke to me like in the way of like uh, let's build a zoo did last year. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just like uh, you're a bear. You're a bear. It's a bed and breakfast. You 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 
you're in charge of a bed and breakfast and you have to look after people and like serve people and everything like that but it's also like other things and nuances and everything and i really enjoyed what i saw and everything so did really i cool like thing. i enjoyed it like it looked cool um it's just a cool oh, well, idea. I think the, I think the next game. Was the next the game was highlighted by both of us because, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, this was the best thing I saw, and I, and I think you said the same thing, which is I, Animal Well. Yeah, I won't lie. I think it's fair to say this potentially could be the game of the conf, the whole week. You might be right. I'd have to sit with that one yeah. for for I a think bit. Potentially, potentially, like there's a few great games out but, there, like that, but yeah, like when I was seeing it and stuff, and I was like. I was like, you can watch it back on the stream. I was noticing things before the developer said it, like the dynamic lighting. I was like, it's a pixel art game. It has dynamic lighting. Like you yep. can see it. And I was just <laughs> like, this like from a technical standpoint, like this is an incredibly impressive game. And then you hear the dev talking about it where it's like, well, a 4K TV has like 4,000 times the amount of pixels or whatever he said, which just means I have 4,000 times the amount of comp- of like processing power per pixel. <laughs> and he's approached it like in such a cool way to like and the re- end result looks really fucking just looks incredible like it does look amazing yeah no doubt about it i love pixel art games me too you get a bad rap from a lot of people no, these days and it's stupid like, people you, 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 you're crazy you're absolutely crazy if you can't think that's not beautiful i don't know what it was about. such a beautiful game and like i love the technical aspect of it like like I couldn't get over it, Mooney. Like when I saw this game, I was just like, I agree. "What on earth did I just see?" I agree. Because in your head, when you think pixel art game, and I love pixel art just as probably not just as much as you, but a lot. And and even I was looking at it going like, I've got something built in my head as like what a pixel art game looks like and what it can do. And Animal Well just took that and went this. No, fuck that. This. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's definitely. I can say it's one. I can say it's one of my top five games of 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 the weekend for sure. Like, it might even be my number one. But indie games, man. <laughs> Fuck. Um, the next one for me was Shim, which just looks adorable and so much fun. Um, it's the one where you jump in between different shadows. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that was like Day of the Devs. All of the games I think at the show were good, and I liked seeing all of them. But after Animal Well, Shim was the next one that really stood out to me as just being like, "This is like, fun." Like, and I love the developers again talking about it, where it's like they they based their gameplay concept off of like games that you would play when you were a kid. And I remember saying like, "Yeah, yeah, I used to play a game when I was a kid where it was like you walk on the pavement, like, but you can only like walk on the cracks, like the lines and stuff." And I was like, "So I get the." the logic behind the the gameplay design like ethos and i was like this is that's a really cool idea yeah and it just looks cool i do agree shim shim indeed uh i also highlighted birth just because it looked fucked up and yeah that that one like yeah <laughs> it looked so fucked up and i was just like I respect it. I respect I res- it. <laughs> I respect I respect what they're going for, but I'd sit down just thinking this, this doesn't look right. Just, just this one solo dev just sitting on the screen going, just cheerfully describing this game. <laughs> he just like, it doesn't look cheerful steer, You're just stealing like people's stuff and I was just like their fucking faces and shit. I was just like, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. It's so weird that I can't not I love weird. <laughs> ah, you're a uh, Next one for me is how to say goodbye. Um, this one, I 
I loved how they spoke about this game. And like like the terminology like they said the title itself, how to say goodbye. And it's like how to mm-hmm. say goodbye to like a loved one or something like that. And I thought that was a a really just a touching game look the look of it. It's a very unusual like type of game to what I could see, especially going off from the concept how to say goodbye. Yeah. But um I really enjoyed what I saw and uh, yeah, I think it could be something very interesting. That's awesome. Like I said, there wasn't a bad game in the bunch. Um, and I could have highlighted everything, but I know Almighty will kill me if you go too far over time. So let's talk about the Tribeca Game Spotlight, which was another banger. <laughs> Fast, furious, straight to the point. Absolutely fantastic selection of games. Like, yeah. could not fault them. Um, which I said last year um, as well. Like, this is now, and it's only been around for two years, the Tribeca Game Spotlight. But this is now, like, in terms of the top, top tier, upper echelon. I am looking forward to seeing this every year because yeah. uh, because of what they're bringing me. Um, and we've already talked about a couple of the games that, that we saw um, as part of the Xbox showcase. I I more or less highlighted everything. I couldn't... Do, it was like it would have been like choosing between my hypothetical children, which I'll never have because I hate kids, but I've heard that's a difficult thing to do. Um, so let's just start. I'm going to let you start with Thirsty Suitors because this was your favorite Thirsty game from the spotlight. This was my favorite game from Tribeca because I was just like... A, what I loved even more about it because, like I've said on many of what I think what I love so much about indie games or small type of games is that they they aren't sticking to the, the norm, pissy white dude, and changing it all about. They they're bringing up a culture of a, of of a people of a religion, of a society, and bringing that up mm-hmm. into this type of game. And I really like that about it about, about cooking and about it and there's some thirsty suitors in there Did you see what the words are? there's some thirsty suitors the your character um try again but it's, it's basically what what did i say it was like a combination of boyfriend dungeon and the film um i remember scott, that scott scott pilgrim Scott Pilgrim, yeah. You have that, to defeat your exes. Yeah, it's combinations that, right? Yeah, you have to defeat your exes. But also, like, but when you're having a fight with them, it basically, you can, you're come to terms, they come to terms of, like, they're not, you're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and you're finding common ground with each other, which seems like, yeah. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. Because, thing the champion in it. Because, a, like, a lot of the time, that's what happens, right? Like between you and an ex, at least in in my experience, anyway, it's like you know, like there's bad breakups and bad breakups. You never want to speak to someone again, but like a lot of the times, you you do just eventually like reconcile, or you don't have a bad breakup. You know, friendly breakups and stuff like that. So like it speaks to a, it speaks to something which isn't necessarily too dramatic, like because you know, drama games and stuff. It's got to be a, the worst case scenario and stuff like that. So I like that aspect of it. Yeah. I also like the fact that you can call your mom for help in the middle of the fight and she comes along and just fucking just destroys <laughs> whoever you're talking to. It was like, nice. Um, the thing you were saying about culture, though, like, I want to tie it into... I'm going to skip ahead a little because I can tie it... I want to tie it into Venba, which was my favorite game of the Tribeca Spotlight, um, which, again, it's, like... It's the difference between, like, seeing a game or playing a game, which is, like, about a culture, but made by like outsiders to that culture and a game that is made by people who are of or from that culture like in the difference is like noticeable straight away because it's like it's the insider perspective instead of the outsider perspective and it makes a really fucking cool interesting different experience um i wish it didn't make such a different experience but unfortunately like 
a, a lot of games are <laughs> i'm sorry you're over there on your screen um or like you know that culture um and that's fine you get a lot of cool games like that but then you get like venbo which just looks fucking great um and thirsty shooters which also just looks fucking great and like what we're seeing is like different because we're both white and we're both british um is just normal for people that are making the game and they're just presenting that to us and we get to see it and go that's so cool and so different and then we get to enjoy it and learn which is also fun hell yeah um, Next one is the Cub. Uh, it's a prequel to uh, Golfing Space Disaster <laughs> game. I think that I yeah you mentioned bought, that game, and I was I like, bought it, but I haven't played it. I don't know um, what this game is, Gromit. <laughs> yeah, and it, but yet somehow it's a prequel, and it was very intriguing because like the the original game was you're a man, you're a man, you're a spaceman playing golf in disaster cities. If I just did, and now this is now the prequel to that. And it, you're not playing golf whatsoever. You're no. a young man trying to survive. You're playing the Jungle Book. Playing, playing the Jungle Book, yeah, basically. And it capitalism was... tries to kill you. Yeah, that was very interesting. <laughs> I enjoyed the look of it. I thought it was very intriguing. It doesn't work either. Um, yeah, it did look cool. Um, it was, I think, I don't, I can't remember how many games I would not heard of um, from this spotlight, because we knew all the games in advance. Um, and I hadn't heard of this one like before watching Tribeca. Um, so it was cool. I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals. I mean, I'm a massive fan of the first Oxenfree. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the fact that it's getting a sequel is really exciting for me. Um, and it looks really good. Like, I don't know, like it looks looks like more Oxenfree right now <laughs> to me. So is that a good or a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. I, like I say, I love the yeah. first one. Like I'm sure there's, yeah. like the time travel stuff. Like because they did the thing where they opened the portal and went through, and it was like 18 whatever it was, um, in the trailer. Um, that stuff looks new. Um, yeah. But no, like I'm down for more. Like it does this thing that not a lot of games do. Um, like in two, especially 2D games and stuff, but any games where it's like you can walk. And explore the level and talk at the same time and like choose dialogue options and stuff um which you wouldn't think is a is as big a deal but having played oxen free and like because it's all just assigned to the d-pad mm-hmm. or the the face born of the two and and like the, so the two characters are having a conversation and then when it comes time for you to respond you can just keep doing what you're doing and then you just push a button to whichever reply you want to do and it doesn't break the flow, whereas like any other, most other games, it would be like you have to stop to talk. And then once the conversation's over, you can keep playing, you know? And it that it's such a little thing, but it was awesome. <laughs> it felt and that's so what cool. we want to hear. So. I'm, I'm annoyed more people aren't doing that. <laughs> you yawning? You, yawning, no. Um, Huh. Walk and talk in a video game, being able to continue to explore or play the game while having a conversation. <laughs> I think it's a slow thing that's starting to happen, but yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, anyway, Oxford Free Two looks looks cool. Immortality, I still don't. I mean, I kind of understand how the game works because I played 
Sam Barlow's previous games, her story and telling lies, where it's like these are the three films of the three lost films of this actress, and you have to sort of combine that with like going through behind the scenes interviews and footage and stuff, um, to figure out who like what happened to her. And I'm like, I'm in because of those two previous games. Um, I love the fact that. The 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 two the two people they were interviewing Sam Barlow and I think there was somebody else off of the team were doing the Blair Witch style marketing thing where they were like this is no this is this is just all the footage like this was an actress like this is totally real like <laughs> to the point where I actually googled it to see if it was actually a real actress and they're like no it's not but you yeah. got me for a second <laughs> so well played um, well played indeed yeah. It's going to be weird, and like I said before, I'm into weird games. Um, and the last one was American Arcade here, which we'd seen the night before, but we got a better look at uh, at the Tribeca Spotlight. Um, you liked it a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, I really liked the art style. I thought it was a really intriguing uh, style they've gone for. I think it was very playful and everything. Very... Uh, uh, what era would you say the art style is going for? 80s? Uh, seven, it's, I'd say it's like a 70s. Um, 70s, yeah. yeah. Death, yeah so whatever I, Death Loop I, was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think they've the nail in the vibe of it. So Yeah, it's definitely. And I, and I like the I like the sassiness of the, the woman character t- telling you what the character to do. Yeah. So like, I like that. Because the first part yeah, is like a, a is like a Truman Show type thing, where it's like the Arcadia is the perfect city, um, but everybody lives. But it's it's a TV show, mm-hmm. um, in secret. But then you're you're not very entertaining, so you have to run and escape. So that's yeah. like a two D, two and a half D action platformer type thing. But then there's also the woman who's helping you, and you get to do her sections of the gameplay, which is like puzzle focused first person. And I was like, it's cool because it'll break things up quite nicely. Um, but I can't say I saw anything in this thing that made me, that turned me off. Like it all looked really cool. Um, which just, that, that could be the tagline for the Tribeca, <laughs> the Tribeca game spotlight. It all looks really cool. <laughs> I'll be interested because they pick, after the Tribeca's over on June 19th, they, they'll pick one of their selections as like the, the game of the show and i'll be interested to see what the game of the show is because i completely guessed wrong last year <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm not even gonna try this time moody the devolver digital countdown to marketing it was a countdown all right it was a, it countdown. Was a countdown indeed um this just was an amazing show it was so funny so over the top and I just really, I really get into it. I like how that it was wasn't long, like thirty minutes. Yeah, really fast pace. Yeah, stick don't they don't stick around. They get they get in and get out really fast, and they're like it's really fun. Um, good show. Can't, yeah, can't follow. Yeah, it's Devolver's usual insanity. You either like yeah. it or you don't. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, like if you don't, just watch the trailers afterwards. If you do. Mecha Suda comes out. It's, it's a whole thing. Like <laughs> Microsoft bought Bethesda again just for fun. The video game singularity happens. It's it's Annapurna. That really Mountain made Jim. me laugh. That really made me laugh. Though. Uh, Annapurna bought uh, got acquired. Was it like Mountain Dew got acquired by Annapurna? Annapurna actually tweeted <laughs> during that whole thing, and it was chaos. Um, but the games, 
They're all highlighted. <laughs> there was four of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cult of Lamb. This is a game we already know about. Mm-hmm, it's coming mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. soon. Um, I can't. I think uh, just the art style and everything like that just is completely bonkers. Then you've put your phone with the gameplay. It looks like they're going for, and like you can build, you build, you build in the place, but you also have to defend it. I think yeah. it's really, really canny. It really looks. It's... I really like the look of it. So I like the look of the game. However, there's a but. Uh, cute, cute animals. Thing. And it looks like bad things are going to happen to them, and I don't know if I can put myself through that. <laughs> so we'll, I'm gonna, fair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait and see on it, um, for no other reason than that. That's fair. Like I've literally, I'm, I'm, I'm over. Like I was, I was longer conversation about different thing. I hate hunting animals in video games, and I'm sick of it. Um, you must hate a lot of video games. I do. I do. Um. <laughs> Only the open world AAA ones, though. Angerfoot gets my award that I'm just making up right now for game with the best name (laughs) of E3. (laughs) It's a game where you run around, you fucking kick things. (laughs) Someone played... Like, I know the game's been in development for a few weeks, but I want to make the joke anyway. Someone played Deathloop and really enjoyed the kicking. (laughs) It just looks like fun. Swim around, kick the kick everything. Um, while I'm giving out made up awards, um, game that blew Amy's mind. I think it blew everyone's mind. I saw everyone on my side on Twitter talking about yeah, this the game. plucky squire. Yeah, yeah. I think this and what was the other game I said? Uh, Animal, Animal well. well are probably the two games. I suppose the top, the two games that I think have like just went the went beyond. I can't say anything else after the rest of the game, after the other things they're going to talk about. But um, yeah, those two games. Don't worry, it's going to be quick. Are probably, are probably but, um, the best games I saw. Squire, 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 the plucky Squire. Like, I can go through my thought process. It's not long. Um, like, as I was watching the trailer for it, where it was just like, oh, it's like a cool storybook game. And like, you can see the full storybook as you're playing along it. And I was like, that's that's a pretty neat idea. Like, you know, for a, for a for a cool adventure game like that's a pretty cool idea, and then it gets to halfway through the trailer and he's like, "Well, I'm just going to jump out now," <laughs> and now it's a third, it's a third, it's a three D fucking, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> you fucking can You're like what?" And then like you jump into like the cup and stuff, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, my brain is not in one piece anymore. <laughs> This is this is this is what I'm talking about when I say everything. A lot of things are very generic and the same these days. Mm-hmm, but when mm-hmm. you see this, like you did, like the the trailer was just like a generic side scroller. Let's just be a little bit frank and fair here to it. It's just, it seemed like it was a little bit generic. That's some fun parts. Like you, the book is like this this shape uh, that it's it it's just the world of the book and mm-hmm. it follows you around and you see the edges of the book. That's really the tip of the hat to you type of thing but then you jump out and you become a, th- a 3d character and you go wait what yeah hello <laughs> now oh. we're talking now this is oh. something different and something new you're mixing in styles you're going from 2d to 3d you're going from pixel art to 3d and it's really really good and you're changing the, you're changing the combat style as well what does make or the control scheme style even more and it's what's that's what's just like what i think worked so well for me for it takes two last year they changed things up so many times it was always different and fresh. This could be the same type of thing when it comes out. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, just screwing my throat. Uh, their last game was really stylish. 
Like it, like uh, it was a vibe, skate story, like. And I just I really connected with with the line. You're a demon who's in who's in constant pain and made of glass. <laughs> <laughs> and if you fall over, you'll shatter. Mm, Not gonna lie, yeah. I connected with that with that statement more than more than I want more than I would have liked. Um, but Fair. it's a it's a it's a skateboarding game. So whether I play it or not, but you like skateboard through hell as a, as a demon made of glass that can shatter if you fall over. And it just looks like I'm almost sold on trying to play it for the fucking art style of Lord. That's fair. It just looks so good. That's fair. Devolver really just, I mean, that showcase was pure chaos. Um, but like the games that they brought, they just fucking smashed it. Mm. Mm. The only thing I was a little disappointed that they didn't really talk about or, or make a fun joke about, unless I completely missed it, which possibly could have happened, is that they're a billion dollar company now. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> they they they've got they've got a thirty percent PlayStation had a thirty percent stake in them. Was it thirty percent? Was it 10%? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they have a stake in them and everything like that. I would thought they would make a fun joke about something like that, but they don't. They didn't for it, but yeah. I mean, it's a it's a nitpick. It's not a. They, I mean, they made jokes about <laughs> mergers and acquisitions, like in general. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, Tom Clancy's Animal Crossing T-shirt. Well, they just went public. Want... There's a difference. <laughs> I kind of want that Tom Clancy's Animal Crossing T-shirt. <laughs> how stupid it is <laughs> that was one of the things one of the guys was wearing the digital website to see what's what they're probably selling it i remember the, the loot box coin um from years ago um all right so gorilla collective 3 the wholesome direct the future game show they all happened now i wasn't gonna like do a, an overall thoughts of each show because like they're very different types just like especially the wholesome direct and the and the gorilla collective they're just like literally like trailer 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 like they're not necessarily shows so much as they're just he has shit loads of games but like all combined there must have been about 200 games flashed before my eyes um on saturday afternoon (laughs) moody could tell i was my brain was scrambled when we sat down to play the quarry later um, so I'm going to just talk briefly about some games that jumped out at me. I know Mooney didn't watch the, watch those conferences, direct, whatever you want to call them. Um, I might, I've probably missed some stuff that I really liked. I apologize if that's the case, but again, 200 plus games were beamed in front of my eyes over the sports of four hours. I'm not going to be able to remember everything that happened. Um, so let's quickly just go through them. Um, I was meant to not highlight that one. So Boundary is the first one I was going to mention, which is a first-person arena multiplayer shooter in space. Like, I played this at EGX three years ago, and it's you're in a spacesuit with guns, and you're floating around the International Space Station, and you have to use, like, momentum and the lack of gravity and, like, the guns and stuff to, like, move around. Um, you've got mm-hmm. like jetpacks to like fly around and stuff, and it's actually really fun. Like, I played it on a PS4 three years ago, and it was nice to see it again. 
Signalis, which was a Tribeca Games Spotlight 2021 selection, uh, is coming out in August. That was at the Guerrilla Collective. Uh, looks cool. Um, very cool. Very trippy. Um, almost anime-ish horror game. Um, like they they did this thing where they like at the Guerrilla Collective where they blocked everything up. Um, so they started with like a certain type of game and then they were like here's all of our horror trailers and here's all of our this trailers and here's all of our rpgs and here's all of our action games it was quite an interesting way to do the show jeff Keeley. um <laughs> the next one that stood out to me was the fridges ride which is an anthology game um it's a horror game it stood out to me because it they've gone for a retro aesthetic art style which is like we're gonna make a ps1 game <laughs> like the art style is PS One, um, and for like that's an interesting take as a stylistic choice for a horror game. Um, I think it works. Like it was pretty unsettling. Like in the trailer, also the name is the, the fridge is right. <laughs> Weird name. Uh, Ripmos was another one, um, which is a puzzle game where you have to draw lines between things. I don't know how to explain puzzle games a lot of the time. I think it's difficult. Um, it's a relaxing puzzle game where you create music by solving mazes, is what the Steam Store page says. It's the best way I can describe it. Nine Years of Shadow is a Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's like it's inspired by that game, um, and it looks really cool, pixel art style. Um, you get power-ups like you would in castlevania because it's a metroidvania that's where the second half of the name came from um there are different armors that you can wear um tied to different elements so like fire water earth um and it looks really interesting this is one of the few games where i'm going to talk about where i feel like i don't know if moody's going to weigh in or not but the next game was wrestle quest which is um it's a it's an rpg um and like you fight famous wrestlers but it's a full-on it's a full-on rpg <laughs> okay um yeah the ultimate pro wrestling adventure i'll read the steam store description power uh, uh tag team with destiny pro wrestling and rpg fantasy collide in the ultimate pixel powered adventure macho man randy savage and tons of other icons offer guidance as you power bomb your way to glory beyond the ring the hero's journey ain't just an epic quest it's wrestle quest I don't know whether you might have already heard of it or not. <laughs> not that I know of. I haven't heard um, of. But it's an it's a it's a proper like fantasy RPG, but it's wrestling. Like that's the the world. That's how it looks is. Um Keylocker. Just look cool. It's a turn based RPG. It's a cyberpunk one. Looks really cool. Uh River Trails. Um I think it's trails. I don't know if you search if you search Google for river trails, you get river trails, actual real life river trails. Uh, it might be river tail. River tail strung it together. It's a, it's an asymmetrical co op game, adventure game. Um, one person is on land as a cat, and the other person is in the water as a fish, and you've got to help each other like through the level. And I was like, I, I literally said on the stream that will be a fun game for me and Moody to argue over while we play. <laughs> The okay. asymmetrical gameplay reminded me a little bit of like It Takes Two, you know, where we have 
because we had different abilities that we had to combine together. But yeah. obviously on a smaller scale because it's a smaller indie game. Um, I'm always on the lookout for games that we can play together. Uh, and the last one is the last one that from the Gorilla Collective was Flat Eye, which was a resource management sim, um, which is going to have an emphasis on narrative choices. Um, you 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 run a shop, um, which is like a a technological hub, um, and like people buy stuff and then you upgrade the things in your in your like shop. But like the things that you're upgrading are like you can get like a, a, a scanner on the toilet so it scans people what people put down the toilet so then you can tie that into like figuring out if there's anything wrong with them and then like building like a medical station oh, yeah. <laughs> so that you can catch them on the way out and like charge them more money for like cures for whatever's ailing them based on their shits like it, it, look weird <laughs> It was a weird game. I liked it. A weird collision of things. Um, I've been talking a lot without break. Uh, I might just do the rest of these some other time. Because my throat isn't holding up. I've got a lot more games that I wanted to get through. Um, and they're all really cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a list somewhere. Doing a video tomorrow. Uh, maybe. And add on to this. The wholesome direct in the future game show because I have some really cool stuff on there that I really want to talk about. Just to add on video tomorrow. Just add it on. Oh, Nightingale, the game I wasn't, the game I did think I was going to be into when it got announced, and now the more I learn about it, the more I'm getting into it. Like, how are you going to do me like that games industry? Um. <clears throat> I'll just list them and then go check these games out because they all look really cool. Um, Lumberjack. That's Lum, Lumberjack, but bear. Uh, Snuffkin, Melody of Moomin Valley. Spirit Swap, Low Fire Beats to Match 3-2. <clears throat> Tracks of Thought. A Walk with Yaya. Melatonin. The Wandering Village. Mailtime. Terranil. Lost in Play. Lost in Play looks great. It looks so cool. Um, and then from the future game show again, I'm just going to list them. Go go check them out. Luto, Nightingale, um, The Entropy Center, Puzzles for Clef, Bramble the Mountain King is another standout that looks incredible. Um, the Last Faith, which is a 2D Bloodborne looking motherfucker. <laughs> Thymesia, which is a 3D Bloodborne looking motherfucker. <clears throat> Arctic Awakening. Um, and that's all of them. I would talk more about them, but anyone who is listening to this podcast can probably hear that I'm not going to be talking about much in the next 10, minute, 10 minutes from now. <clears throat> Moody. Amy. Shall we do the last couple of bits? Go for it. It's games out this week, which is self-explanatory. These are the games that are coming out this week. Everything's concentrated on June 16th, because on June 16th, four games are coming out. On June 16th, we got Neon White coming to Switch and PC. Neon White is a single-player speedrunning FPS where you can sacrifice your guns for godlike parkour moves. We've also got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC and will also be available on Game Pass. Didn't see that one coming. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge 
reunites Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello and Raphael as they kick Shell in a beautifully realized beam-up. Oh, we've got five games I can't count. Next up, we've got Red Out 2 coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. The fastest racing game in the universe. Red Out 2 is a tribute to classic arcade racing games and the sequel to the critically acclaimed Red Out. Reach impossible speeds in exhilarating futuristic races across an extensive single-player campaign and competitive multiplayer. Uh, we've also got Skeleton Crew coming to PC. Kick, throw, and thrash your way to victory in this gothic multiplayer platform brawler. Explore dungeons, unlock new characters, kick butts. Lastly, we've also got Starship Troopers Terran Command coming to PC. Starship Troopers Terran Command is a thrilling real-time strategy game set in the Starship Troopers movies universe. Take command of the mobile infantry and do your part in the war against the arachnid threat. Ensure that human civilization, not insects, dominates the galaxy now and always. Boom. I played Skeleton Crew at EGX a few years ago. It's actually, it actually was kind of fun. So it was nice to see his name pop up. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Um, it's always nice when you play like, because it was like, it was like a one-station demo booth, like shoved off into the corner of nowhere. And like, it's always nice when like you play a game and you go, "Oh, that was fun." Um, that you you know that like isn't one of the more popular ones of the show, and then to see it be like it's a thing. You got a publisher, and now it's coming out. Like that's cool. Uh, but it is time for the final segment of the podcast. Unless Moody wants to talk us through all the games he bought on Fantasy Critic <laughs> after this, which I'm fine with. But it's time for Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game we play every single week where we try to guess the upcoming score of one and sometimes two upcoming games. Last week, there was some confusion about scores. <laughs> Ones I read out on the podcast that Moody put in the document may not have been accurate because you put them in the wrong place. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We sorted it. Last week, we tried to guess the open credit average of two games. The first game, Mario Strikers Battle League Football. Amy guessed it would get a 79. Moody guessed it would get an 85. Tori guessed it would get an 89. And at the time of recording, Mario Strikers Battle League Football has an open credit average of 76. <laughs> Tori thought it would be one of the highest rated games of the year? I said the same thing. <laughs> I literally said highest rated game of the year with a question mark on the end of it. Hey, Respect. there's nothing wrong with being optimistic. <laughs> I know, but damn. Uh, so that means Amy gets the point. And I mean... Even I was saying myself I was being optimistic for freaking 85. I mean, damn. let's be fair though. She nailed the next one because we also tried to guess the open critic average for The Quarry. Amy guessed it would get an 87. Moody guessed it would get a 79. Tori guessed it would get an 82. And at the time of recording, The Quarry has an open critic average of 82, which gives Tori two points and means that our guests, which have amalgamated into one group, are finally off the board with points. <laughs> it puts the scores at Amy 11, Moody 8, and all of our guests combined too. You're 12 now. Am I? Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't do the thing because it was because when I was changing the font over and stuff. Um, yeah, technical stuff. I mustn't have added the point on. So Amy's 12, Moody's 8. Our guests are 2. You know the only reason I went 87 on the quarry? Did you get that far in last week's podcast? I haven't watched it yet. All right, well, I'm going to explain it to you because it was really funny. So you'd put 85 because you put it in the wrong place. Um, so I thought you were guessing 85. I gave Tori the, the next guess, which was 82. And then I said, 
to you, Tori, the smartest thing for me to do here would be to go below you. Because, like, I don't think it's going to go above 85, which is what I thought you had guessed. Like, but then I said, but because Moody's not here, I'm paraphrasing myself, because Moody's not here and I want to be a dick about it. And I've got a big lead anyway, so I can afford to throw away some points. I'm just going to sandwich him. (laughs) (laughs) And then you you messaged me saying, no, no, that that was for the other one. I'm actually guessing a 79. And I was like, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was knackered that day when I had a look and I didn't read read properly. I was just, I saw Mario Strikers. I didn't see the quarry there whatsoever. I typed in the number, that's it, and left and unclogged my phone. And then I didn't get your message until the next day. And I was like, yeah, well. Um, so we never got an open critic average for Crime Site. Um, and I've given up on it. I've deleted it off of the document and banked it for when we need another double header. Um, but that's... all the times you did two games at the same time, and we've had multiple cases to do two games, you do it for these two. It was bonkers to me. <laughs> Just salty that you didn't get any points out of it. I don't care that I'm going to get any points. I don't give a fly new. <laughs> what I care about is that you're just so random with yourself when it comes to picking two games. Oh my god, Amy, Amy being random about stuff? Never. No, that's not in Amy's personality type. <laughs> Amy's never random. This week we're trying no to guess the open critic. I don't, when have I ever made sense? You never do. And that's exactly. What infuriates with me. <laughs> Get used to I'm it, like... Buster. Or I'll do two this week as well. This week we're trying to guess the open critic average of neon white. Two this week. I don't care. I'm here to know what number one I need to do then. I've suggested doing two sometimes. And you'll be like, yeah, you're winning. I think it's just because I've suggested it and just like, I'm not listening to a man go away. Really <laughs> I mean, I don't listen to men in general anyway, but like, you want to you talk about one of us not listening to the other one? <laughs> I'm just ranting for the heck of it now. What the fuck? I don't open that kind of worms. We'll be here for another half an hour. Um, Let's go. <laughs> Moody, are you going to read your guess out loud or should we just leave it? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's an audio podcast for a lot of people. You have to actually say oh. the thing you just wrote down. Well, you know the number I've gone for. 81. 81. You know what I'm going for? Never fails. 88. Yeah, yeah, never fails. Okay. I was unsure of going above. I mean, I'm... I'm not gonna lie, just because it's a, an indie game, I, know, I don't think it's gonna no. get picked up. Um, I don't, I don't. Do you know what? I genuinely don't, but I genuinely think that's where I'm at with the game. Like, I haven't played some of it, um, and I'm just, I'm just giving in to my, my own excitement levels for the game. Fair, 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 fair. Like every now and again, I've got to indulge myself. Um, do you want to do a quick uh, fantasy critic check-in? Because a lot happened. This week, I got I got four games. I got Return to Monkey Island, the Callisto Protocol. Please don't fucking move. A, a season, a letter to the future. Everyone's like screaming. This could be like the next journey. I'm just thinking, why not go oh, for wow. it? And Midnight Fight Express. Uh, you sure did. I went. Uh, Russ tried to get the Callisto Protocol, but was outbid. I'm just trying to see. I only bid ten dollars. I'm just trying to see what he actually bid. Oh, he bid $1. <laughs> Come on, Russ. Uh, you have to do better than that. <laughs> you can only do you can only do the $1 thing for things you're sure no one else is going to buy. 
Um, you bid ten dollars for everything. Um, and yes, I did. Elfie. Oh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Medforce's counterpicked Hardwalk Legacy. No. I mean, yeah, he did that, but he did that when we drafted. Um, I don't think Elfie's picked in any of your games, has she? Yeah, she has. She's what? dropped Redfall because it's not coming out, which makes sense. I didn't notice that. She, she so when Hog earlier in the year, she she dropped Hogwarts Legacy. So she bought it again. Moody, she's bought it again. <laughs> and yet we're still not sure if it's coming this year because there's not even a date for it. Um, she's bid $10 on it. Um, interesting. So she got it for free, so she she, got she it for free the it. first time. Yeah. And, and now she spent it. Oh my goodness. There was a wobble because there was that report the day after we did it saying it might be delayed. So she dropped it even though it wasn't confirmed. Which I've got another thing about that, um, actually, from something that happened last week. But uh, she's bought it again. <laughs> so if it does get delayed... Okay, yep, sure. Um, you also dropped Final Fantasy sixteen, and I dropped Star Wars Jedi Survivor, because those two games aren't coming out. And I'm also dropping Forza Motorsport. And you're dropping Forza Motorsport. I've, I've already activated it, so just waiting for it to refresh. Uh, so... Last week, for us picked That's up... all of my games. That's all of my games. I can't do anymore unless it's like a game that... Yeah, I think you can still drop stuff. Um, I can still drop one more, but it has yeah. to be a game that before it gets in delayed, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last week, Russ bought Lord of the Rings Gollum, which, you know, I don't know much about the game, so I'm, that's not what I'm here to comment on. What I'm here to comment on is I counterpicked Asterigos, the game that he drafted... That I didn't never heard of, so I decided to counterpick it because I didn't think I didn't know if it was going to come out this year. Oh, he's dropped it. He's dropped it. There was a trailer at the Gorilla Collective yesterday <laughs> for it that yeah. says it's coming out fall twenty twenty two. Now whether that's actually going to stick to that or not, um, is you know debatable. Like you know maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I, I just why is everybody dropping games that? Might be coming out. <laughs> like, you know you can wait, right? Elfie and Russ both had space in their teams. I'm just... I'm baffled, Moody. I'm baffled as well. I'm baffled. Why would you buy it back? Mm-hmm. Why would you drop it? If yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. It just I don't know. I was really like from a fantasy critic perspective, I was happy about Final Fantasy sixteen finally getting announced for next year. Because my worry was they were gonna say it's coming out in November and then I was gonna have to wait for them to delay it. Which I knew they would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um annoyed that you bid for Star Wars and then I saw you bid for Star Wars and thought, I'm not letting that motherfucker have Star Wars. <laughs> And outbid you, and now I've had to drop it because it's not. Did you know out. it was me? I didn't know it was you. Well, so it doesn't tell me who bid for it, but okay. I saw a that's bid. Why I was, that's why I was asking. I saw a bid on for Star Wars, and I deduced using my deduction powers that Moody was the one who bid on it. <laughs> Basically, that's why. That's why the response was, "I'm not letting that motherfucker have Star Wars." <laughs> no, I wish I'd let that motherfucker have Star Wars. <laughs> 
Oh, that's going to do it for episode 308 of the Words About Games podcast. E3. Three edition. Yeah. I think I might so, make yeah. I think I might make a Twitter thread of those games that I listed but didn't get to talk about. That seems like a good thing. And then I'll Well, put sadly, the link. we talk a lot. And then I'll put the link in the description. We talk a lot. It was always gonna happen. You had Xbox. Oh had... big style. We had Xbox, yeah. we had Day of the Devs. And we were gonna we were gonna whine about Jeff Keighley. I mean so. we were, yeah. Star Trek ships. Moody I was falling asleep. Literally. On camera, yeah. on stream. On that was the one stream we were on camera for, apart from the quarry. Like on camera. Can you imagine if I'd have fallen asleep on the stream? Damn you, Keely. That would be funny. That would, would be, be very funny. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Keely. Maybe this game is calm, you'll finally get me. Say Hell no, that's gonna be two hours long as well, and he's gonna make it even slower. That's what I mean. Oh. No, get me to fall asleep. <laughs> Say bye, Moody. Bye, Moody. Bye, Moody. <laughs>